0: Glad that you're here. Who's excited to be here tonight? We're so expectant of what God is going to do. If you could do me a huge favor, let's all stand to our feet and grab our Bibles tonight. We start every
1: single service here with a reading of God's Word. And tonight, if you'll help me welcome Randy Drone as he reads the Word tonight.
2: Good evening, people. Hello? Is it working? Yeah, it's come. Good evening. My name's Randy, and I'm going to read Psalms 9. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I give praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, They shall fall and perish in your presence for you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne and judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. Amen.
0: A place for me, I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Oh, yeah.
3: And the Spirit, have your way in your house. Have your way in your house, God. You are so. Wonderful. So
4: voice we sing, sing it out.
0: so Jesus, breathe with it, Lord, have your way, Lord, have your way in me, like a Our heart cried, and I, like a rush, like a rush, she went. Jesus breathed. So mm-hmm.
5: This past week, from Brother Shin Kim and Christian, thank you for singing that song. That this is a move, for it truly is a move. And we're going to sing it again. But Shin Kim sent two teenage kids to the youth conference back in um, July one boy and one girl and he said both of them when they got baptized were healed of scoliosis which has been recently verified by their doctors Is from Seattle. While he was in the water, he actually felt his spine moving and cracking in the baptismal pool. And then last week, the doctor told him that he no longer has scoliosis. Can somebody give God praise in this place? Come on, let's sing that one more time.
0: is new. cause bodies are still
5: And you were testifying a few moments ago. Raymond, where are you? Come here quickly. There's an unusual anointing in the building tonight. There will be incredible signs and wonders that will happen. Raymond and his wife, Donna, just tell them where you were in the testimony that you heard this week.
6: Uh, we serve on Secretariat and Trace Diaz, and we had a dinner last night. We always have one after the weekend. And uh, Donna and I and another couple from church here were sitting. And this lady came up, sat down and said, uh, how's the Bible going? And we said, oh, it's it's getting stronger. She said, well, I came a couple of months ago and I got healed. And I said, what happened? She said, well, I had a knot on my foot. I could hardly walk. She said, I now stepped foot in that water. She said, and I could feel the tingling all the way up to my knees. And, then, <laughs> and when. And when she came out of the water, she said, I fell out in the spirit and she said, some lady just held me forever it seemed like. And when I woke up, I got up and I just ran out. She said, it was gone. Do I? The thing is, she said, for three days, for three days, she said, my legs continued to just tingle. They just kept tingling for three more days. Come
5: on. You know, it's hard to explain if you've not been here a while and even to believe some of the miracles. So I just want you to remain standing. In fact, all across the building, let's stand. I want you to watch this three-minute video from a pastor uh, in southeast Louisiana at the House of Rock Church. We had been there. This was our second time. When God spoke to me and he said, Todd, I'm going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire. As I was walking across this stage and had a vision of the pool, and I'm raised Baptist, Southern Baptist, so we don't have visions like that. I mean, I'm not knocking that, but I never had one before in my life. And for eight to 10 seconds, I see fire on the water, even though there was no water in it, and And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Todd, I'm going to baptize people with Holy Spirit fire. There is testimony after testimony after testimony. Of God moving miraculously in those waters. I don't know what you came in here with tonight. I don't know what sickness. Jesus is meeting people in the water. I want you just to turn the lights down if you can. And let's watch the video. I don't know if it's going to come on the side screens or center screen. But this just happened just a month and a half ago in Louisiana.
4: Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to try to do this in two minutes. I was diagnosed in 97 degenerative arthritis in my spine it moved from my lower went up to my c2 c3 went down this right arm went down this right leg i still have a dead spot in this leg i had been asking god is this it for me i've taken mris i've taken injections in my back i had to retire from my job early with the technical Parish school board because my back went completely out and I was dealing with, I was asking God, I say, I'm taking three pain pills a day just to function. And I say, Lord, is this it for me? I say, you delivered me one time. And I started looking at the laser spine surgery. And I was dealing with this thing. And I started talking to God. And I found out about fire baptism. I said, okay that Monday morning I woke up I was in so much pain so much pain I grabbed the pain pill I took the pain pill it eased up and I spoke a word I said I'm not taking the next thing that to touch my body it's gonna be that water the devil heard me because he clowned with me all day long he clowned with me I picked the pills up I put them in my hand and I slammed them down I said no no I'm trusting God about 10:30. I got in the pool. Pastor Todd prayed for me, they baptized me. I come up out of the water, I still was feeling the pain. And I just kept saying, Lord, no pain, Lord, no pain. And out of nowhere, Pastor Jeff came and grabbed me and down again. But when I came up that time, I had no pain in my body. I had no pain. Since that night, I have not taken a pain pill. I have not. There's no pain in my body. No pain. I'm pain free. I've been looking for it and I can't find it. Hallelujah. That night they was playing a song here and it's been a part of my life ever since. I know it word for word. Jesus made new wine out of me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through the crushing, through the pressing. He's making new wine. It's a new chapter God has written in my life, and I'm ready to get started. God bless you. We are here
0: for you, come and do what you
5: you're moving in this mist, and faith is high father we are anticipating everything that you desire to do everything that you wish to do we give you complete liberty we give you the room tonight we give you every facet every moment every second lord we will not place any limitations on you the god that flung the stars into orbit lord jesus god the people that you've created over the years that have stood strong for you. God, the miracles that you've already accomplished and are going to accomplish, we give you all the praise and all the glory. We hold nothing back over you. Oh, how we love you and bless you. And everybody in this house said amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Greet about 10 people around you. Make them welcome tonight. Welcome them to the North Georgia Revival. Tell them that you are glad to see them this evening. So good to see you tonight. Welcome to the North Georgia Revival. Oh, praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. All right. Thank you so much. What an awesome day. So good to have you. Wow. Praise God here for the very first time tonight, would you raise your hand? Oh, welcome. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Who's here from out of the country tonight? Lift your hands high so that I can see it. Who? All right. Good, 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 good. Over here in this section, where are you guys from? Germany. All right. Welcome all the way from Germany tonight. Yes. In this section right here, South Korea, Germany, South Korea. Wow. Welcome. Anybody from this section over here from Germ- Oh, over there. Let me see. I missed you. Australia. <laughs> Pastors from Australia, thank you for coming. God bless you, guys. Anybody from this section? How about over here in the very back? Tulsa, Oklahoma? Okay, that's, yeah. Welcome from Tulsa. (laughs) Anybody over here in this section from out of the country? All right, well, let's welcome all, yeah, over in the back, how about in the back? East Texas. Okay, yeah, that's kind of, that's good. Thank you for coming. All the way from East Texas. Who's from out of state other than uh, Oklahoma and Texas? God bless you. Well, let's welcome all of those that are watching on the ISN network as well. We welcome you that are viewing our service from all over the world, literally um, just from almost every country of the world is watching tonight, uh, being piped in to... Hotel rooms in the Middle East, uh, people in Afghanistan, folks in Pakistan, all over the world are able to watch this via satellite. We appreciate them so much for tuning in. And we get reports literally from all over the country and all over the world of, of what is happening as a result of the North Georgia revival. I want to thank uh, our pastors for doing a beautiful job in hosting our, our second pastors conference. And it was a success. Thank God for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. I I want to ask Karen if you'll come and make a very brief announcement. We've got some really great news to share with you tonight. Would you welcome her as she comes, please?
1: So good to see all of you tonight at the North Children Revival. Welcome to God's house. It's gonna be an incredible evening. Just wanted to bring you up to speed on something new that we're uh, doing, an extension of the Canale Ministry Training Center registration. We've had people call and and email and say, is it too late? Did I miss the deadline? Yes, it's too late. Yes, you missed the deadline. But we're going to open it up to Friday night at midnight. So you have six days to register. You can go to kaneomtc.com. You can visit us at the table out there. Uh, there is a QR code. You can pop that in your phone and register that way. But let me just say, all paperwork, all your paperwork, registration, your registration fee, everything except transcripts, have to be in by Friday night. Now that is also for you that have already registered, but you've not completed your application. So everything is not final till all paperwork comes in. So again, six more days. So now you've been asking the Lord for the sign. There's your sign. The, the uh, registration deadline has been extended, so jump online tonight or visit us at the table. We'll get you registered and come and be with us in the fall in Caneo.
5: Oh my goodness! Thank you, Karen. We're really excited. Uh, we're approaching over right at 200 students, we think over this next week will be over 200 students involved in the Caneo Ministry Training Center. Uh, so we want to include you in this class, Caneo One and Caneo Two. Uh, Some other great news, our uh, trip to Washington, D.C. with David's tent uh, is scheduled for September the 13th and 14th. If you're wanting to be a part of that, uh, you can book your flights and get you a hotel in Washington, D.C. on a Friday, Friday from noon all the way to Saturday night at 6 o'clock. The North Georgia Revival team, all of the host pastors will be there in Washington, D.C., on the National Mall, literally in the shadow of the Capitol, in the shadow of the Washington Monument, dead center, preaching the gospel. Now watch this. Worshiping, interceding, preaching. Did I say that? And also baptizing. Baptizing people on the National Mall. Please continue to pray that... uh, they will give us the permit for the baptism. We believe it's going through. We're making arrangements to get the water pumped in, to get the water pumped out. And it's on the desk of the, uh, the powers that be in Washington, D.C., the National Park Service. We don't know if there will be 50 people that will baptize, 500 or 5,000. But this is a very significant moment in our nation. Why? Because the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is happening right here in North Georgia all of our pastors and their and their spouses will be there with probably 2 to 300 of you guys will be there many of you are traveling and we're going to intercede and pray for our nation to fall back in love with Jesus to have a moral center come on now and to get rid of the darkness that is overwhelming our nation this is a very significant symbolic moment that's the 13th and 14th David's tent right there on the National Mall. We're going to be there. So please, if you can, make plans to join us. We will be back Saturday night. Flights will be coming back into Atlanta Saturday night. We'll be in our churches on Sunday morning. And revival will continue Sunday night of that weekend right here. Amen. Okay, many of you have asked, are we going to have services? on our holiday coming up next weekend absolutely absolutely in the last 18 months we've not taken off for easter christmas thanksgiving uh revival doesn't operate around our calendar god is visiting us he's pouring out his spirit and usually during those holidays we have some of the most outstanding services i mean it is remarkable so please make sure that you're here talk to a pastor Uh, i got news of a pastor that's bringing a busload of 50 people from Kentucky next Sunday night. Praise God. Amen. All right, let's stand for uh, our offering. We're going to receive two offerings tonight. The first offering is for the general uh, expenses of the North Georgia Revival, several thousand dollars on a Sunday night that it takes to accommodate the revival. So we want you to give and support that. The second offering will be to help us all set The expenses of the David's Tent North Georgia Revival in Washington D.C. We want to make sure that that you're aware of that. Anything that comes over our budget, obviously, it will go right into the revival budget, revival needs that we have. But we want to make sure that we have more than enough. Can we get an amen right there? Praise God! So there will be two offerings. So ushers, if you'll take care of that very quickly. Uh, You can uh, make your checks out to Christ Fellowship Church. You can text to give that is on the screen, a very secure way on how to give. uh, Right there, take you just a couple of minutes to, uh, to get set up. And as again, as I said, very secure way. All right? Praise the Lord. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to sow seed into the kingdom, that tonight we're not just takers not just coming to consume and to absorb, but Father, we're here to help and to pay it forward for someone else. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to accomplish and what you're going to do and how you're going to move in these waters tonight. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Let's be seated. And as they're receiving that offering, uh, I want to encourage you, if you will, all of you that are here for the first time, if you've been here for the second or third time, to go by the book table. Pastor David, Pastor Don, do you have any of your resources out there? Any of y'all's resources? Okay. You sold out the other day? Okay, praise God, that's good. Go by the book table, pick up two works, uh, books that I think will be very important to you, this book called He Sent Him. A Southern Baptist, which was me, uh, experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I talked about that encounter there called He Sent Him on the power of the Holy Spirit. How released release the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Grab that book, and then this one, He Sat Down. Make sure that you leave uh, with this in hand. Grab one for your pastor or leadership, if you will, as well. You can get those immediately after uh, the service. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, as we're waiting on the second offering on Wednesday night, uh, we will be in um, in right up north of Pensacola, Pensacola, Panama City, in Grand Ridge, Grand Ridge, Florida. Uh, Karen and I will be down there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So pray for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in that wonderful church, pastored by Pastor Tim Fairclough. If you guys will pray for that, we would appreciate it. That is Sept- uh, next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, today is my wife's. And ice 35th wedding anniversary. Yeah. So we are very excited about that. and uh, But no better place we'd rather be than right here in North Georgia celebrating this anniversary with you. Amen. Ushers, are you guys ready to come back? Let's receive our second offering uh, as they're shaking their head no. All right. Well, let's stand to our feet. All right. Let's do it. This second offering, and those of you that are watching online can give according uh, online text to give, and then you can also make this uh, checks out to Christ Fellowship Church. We know that this offering will go directly to David's tent. All right? Praise God. Amen. Before we give, Daniel, are you ready for that other video of Miss Blair? Okay. We're going to watch a 3-minute video. Pastor Marty, I don't know if we're going to be ready for this. A 3-minute video on a young girl's ear that was made open. How many of you ready and ready for this? And Pastor Don, we're so excited that you're going to be bringing the word tonight. So this is going to be your introduction. Okay? As soon as the video is over, we want you to come and take your liberty. I am so thankful for the church at Warhill. So thankful Mm -hmm. For his leadership and his precious bride's leadership, love you guys to pieces, your entire family. I can't wait to preach with you on the National Mall. Who would have ever thought that 19 months ago that you and all of these men of God and women of God will be preaching on the National Mall? And we're believing God that Donald Trump will come and get baptized. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Now, would that not be, would that not just be? Well, we have not because we ask not. Let's ask, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray that your power would be so prevalent, God, that there would be such a move of your Holy Spirit on the National Mall. God, that senators will come out of their offices and say, what is that? Why am I shaken? Why am I convicted? Why do I feel undone? My Lord Jesus, thank you for this nameless and faceless move of God. Bless our president. Bless our senators. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian. Lord, grab their hearts. (laughs) Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are y'all ready to give? As you give, I want them to turn the lights down and watch this miracle that happened. Pastor Marty, how many weeks ago was this? July 28th, That's on the video. Turn it up real loud. Turn the lights down. Those that are home can watch this. Just, just, uh, you can be seated, I guess you want to. But as soon as it's over, would you welcome Pastor Don Allen as he's going to come and preach the word for us tonight. Enjoy this.
1: So where are you from? I'm Mary Falls and I'm from Cartersville. This is my granddaughter Blair Robertson from Mary Evavan. Um, I'll let her tell you that. Because I'm deaf in my left ear. I lost it in first grade and I feel reali- it and I'm hoping to get it back.. She has also.
5: How'd you lose your hearing?
1: It was a really bad ear infection, and the doctors misdiagnosed it, and I did, and no one treated it. Um,
6: they misdiagnosed it and didn't treat it. You love Jesus.
1: I love him with all my. Hair.
6: got treatment you got the treatment
1: if God can heal her she, he can heal me
6: so miss you talking about miss Lee Clark the lady with stage 4 cancer you said what now
1: she can have stage four lung cancer, then God and God healed her. Then God can definitely heal me.
7: You praise like that was your grandbaby or your child. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. What week is this? I think we're counting almost like we're waiting for it to end. I, you know what? I think we need to be still doing this when we're 81. Come on now. Amen. Woo. God is good. What a blessing it is to see you here tonight. What an honor to come into his presence. Father, I sense the supernatural power of God tonight. Lord, we seek your face now. Lord, I pray that you're going to speak to us. Father, I thank you for your favor and your goodness. And your mercy that endure forever. And this I declare victory is in the house. Victory is in that. There's an anointing in the house tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, people shall be delivered. They shall be healed. They shall be set free in the name of Jesus Christ, for you have walked into the room. Now, make him welcome tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Where's the crowd from Germany? Where, where's the, those from Germany? Where, where are they? Where was the German? Right, right over there. All right. Well, this has not been necessarily announced yet, but uh, in two weeks, September 8th, I've been asked to represent the North Georgia Revival in Germany. I'll be over there on September 8th. Amen. We're believing for a move of God in Germany, and we believe God's going to do some great things. Amen. I want you to know that it is an honor to participate in what I believe is something we've been preaching about our whole lives, a move of God, a true move. This is a move. What a blessing. But tonight, to be able to stand in front of you and in front of these, my friends. You see, these these pastors I'm getting to do life together with right now. It blows my mind when we have a need. Somebody put out a need the other day, and every one of them responded. When we need encouragement, everybody steps up. It's almost like that's what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. Now look, I can't preach like Lance can preach. Thanks, David, for agreeing with that. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. And I can't preach like David can preach. I can't. I'm telling you, Riley Mathis can close a sermon like a freight train. I'm like, if I start singing, this is how I fight my battles, people gonna run for the door. Come on, amen. Pastor Todd has this apostolic gift and calling upon his life as he's setting the the tone for where we are. And so I, I feel like the least among these that are speaking regularly. But I do have a word. A word tonight that I believe is from the Lord. I believe when I preach this word, some of you are going to understand why you fought what you fought today. Some of you leadership are going to get a revelation of why you've been through what you've been through. I believe that God wants to set somebody free in this house. I wanted to preach this message to you a few months ago, and the Lord had a different plan. But tonight, as I felt the connection to this passage, I I had no clue until I came into this place, and and the Lord just kept speaking to me over and over and over again. And so tonight, I want to bring you a message, but I, I, I want it to be more than a message. I want you to learn something from this. I want you to learn something that it took me a long time to learn. You see, you've got to know where you stand before you can take a stand. You've got to know how to find the right place to stand. And, and there's some principles that I, I want you to learn tonight, but why don't you look at somebody around you tonight and say, you started it. Oh, I just felt some of you said, hmm, Pastor, you stirred up what happened in the car on the right here. Come on, amen. Amen. You started it. You see, it's a, an amazing principle of you started it because if we feel like we have the right to fight, then we'll fight all night. If we feel like we have the right to go on. You see, I was blessed in life to have two brothers, one, one younger who I, I, I spoiled and one older who almost spoiled me. What I mean by that is, he's a great, great brother, and I love him dearly, and I have I, I gotten to do ministry with him, and, and we, we do life together, and one of my closest friends, but that was not always the case. He thought that he was put here on this earth to remind me how insignificant I was as a child. I knew if my brother was in the house, I was going to be beat in the morning, and I was going to be beat in the afternoon, because he just took great pleasure in taking care of me. And I'll never forget those moments when mom and dad would say uh, to us, now boys, I told you that if I I caught you fighting again, I was gonna get involved and I was gonna discipline you, and we always said the same thing. He started it. He started it. And I had no clue that I was living in a power principle because we're always looking for justification for the battle. You see, some of you can't find the right battlefield because you don't yet have the right justification for stepping onto the battlefield. Tonight we're looking for a battlefield. Tonight we're going to look for the right place to stand. And so in the book of Judges, chapter number 15, I want to bring you a message tonight and I want you to keep this in your mind about the power of the principle of you started it. The power of the principle that says, I didn't pick this battle, but I certainly know where to finish this battle. I might not have asked for this and I don't know why I feel to share this so early in this message tonight but I remember a time in my life and in a time in my ministry that when something would attack us when we would be we' take a blow and something would come against our church or come against my life I would always do this I would go to my office I would close the door of my office and and I would just get a hold of God and and I would I'd cry out to God I'd whine before God I, I I would scream out to God God I don't understand I don't understand it and, and I I called it circling the wagons. And I realized something one day. I'm losing far too much time circling the wagons. I'm losing far too much time pulling aside, circling the wagon. Some of you are going, but Pastor Don, you said you were calling on the Lord. You see, I knew what God wanted me to do. I just needed to find the strength to do it. But here's what I learned one day. I said to myself, I said, enemy, I didn't start this. You started this. And because you have attacked us now, instead of hiding out in my office for two days, three days, or a week, I'm going to go out and I'm going to win somebody to Jesus. We're going to have a revival. There's going to be a move of God because you started it. Now, that's a principle from the word that you need to learn. That's a principle that is very key to understanding how to fight as a believer. You see, you've been living on power principles your whole life. I call them power principles. You've been walking in these power principles. You've been claiming them because you found the right place to stand. And when you find the right place to stand, you will make your stand because you can feel justified there. There's several power principles that, that we quote. First John 1, 9 says this. You quote it quite often when the enemy comes to destroy you. You say, if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. You see, that's a place to stand. When the enemy tells you there's no way you're ever going to be free, there's no way God could forgive you again, I quote the power principle, and I take my stand there, and I say, I believe your word, and when I stand on his word, that it frees the spirit of God to begin to move in my life. It frees the Spirit of God to begin to bring a breaking in the situation. And suddenly I understand something. It's not the devil's words that matter. It's not even my words that matter. But it's when my words begin to come into line with his word. And I begin to declare that if if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me. Here's another one, John 15 and 7. This says, if you abide in me, which means to live, if God is living in you and you are living in him, in me, and my words live in you, you may ask for anything in my name and you shall receive it. You understand that passage? That's a power principle. The devil says, why do you keep asking? You say, because he's alive inside of me. And if he's alive inside of me and I'm living inside of him, God's going to answer my prayer. And just remember, enemy, you started it. Don't you say that with me. You started it. James chapter 4, verse number 7. Another power principle that I have lived my life by submit unto God, resist the devil, and he must flee. You see, when I can't seem to overcome and I can't seem to get through that battle, I remember this passage and I step out onto this passage and I stand there and I declare that I am submitting unto God and I'm going to resist you, enemy, and you're going to have to go. Why? Not because I said so, but because God's word says so. How about Matthew 18 and 20? We have to live on tonight, power principle, where two or three are gathered, not just two or three people tonight, where two or three churches are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. A power principle. We can't find God. You can find God when you agree together. If you can't find God, then you may not be walking in agreement. And so in Judges chapter 15, we find what I believe to be one of the greatest lost power principles in scripture. One of the greatest lost power principles in scripture. This passage, we're going to jump around quickly, but verse number nine, we'll start, then we're going to go back to verse one. says, now the Philistines went up and encamped in Judah and deployed themselves against, and there's a Hebrew word here, they pl- uh, deployed themselves against Lahai. That's going to be important for us to memorize that word tonight so that we understand this principle. Here's what we know at this point. The enemy has attacked. And now that the enemy has attacked, we can find our way over to verse number 11 that says, 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock, and they're talking with Samson. and, and, And they said to Samson, do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? What is this that you have done to us? And I love what he says because this is the lost power principle of the scripture. And he said to them, this is important, as they did to me, so I have done to them. Now I want you to get this. As they did to me, so I have done to them. In other words, I can hear my voice and my brother's voice saying, He started it. He says, I have the right to be where I am doing what I have done because they started it. And because they started it, I have the right to finish it. Now, here's the power principle that maybe you're not quite grasping yet, but the power principle that I want you to get tonight that is just as powerful as if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sins, is a power principle that the church in general has lost. And the power principle is this, that wherever the enemy attacks you, that gives you an open door to step into a next level of victory because the enemy started it, but because of who you are in Christ, you step into a new realm of victory. You can either run and circle the wagons, or you can stand up and say, devil, you should have left me alone. I was, I was not even paying attention to where I was, but now you started it. And because you started it... see." Here's the problem. You don't yet see the passage, and so you're not there with me yet. Go to verse number one of this chapter. What a powerful truth. Verse number one of this chapter says this. It says, after a while, speaking of Samson, after a while, in the time of wheat harvest, in the time of harvest, what time? Harvest. It happened that Samson visited his wife. Now watch this. He went to see his wife with a young goat. How many of you would be glad if your husband showed up at home with a young goat under his arm? Oh, hallelujah. Let me just explain this situation to you for a moment. Samson stops down by the brook. He washes his face. He fixes his comb over. Come on now, amen. He's got all those long hair, and he's going every which way, he's throwing it over like this, and he goes, I'm looking good. Come on. And all of a sudden, Samson reaches down and says, "Mm, I've got every, oh, I need a goat. You're not responding right. You see, you don't get it. I read this same passage in a third-world country, about 9,000 people in the room. Half of them are over, half of them are women. And the moment I said, and her her husband showed up at the house with a goat, they all started going, Woo! I thought, what is happening? You have about 5,000 women start screaming, Woo! I was like, what happened? And then it hit me. They understood what the goat represented. You see, he went... "Ah." and got cleaned up, and then he grabbed takeout dinner, and he was coming home. Come on now, amen. He was coming to the house. He's got steak with him. Come on, now think about it that way. He's got lobster. Oh, goodness, glory to God. And he's coming to the house. And all that Samson can think about is what's waiting for him when he gets there. He's like, give me the good goat. I hadn't seen my honey in a while. Are you with me? But watch this. And he visited his wife with supper under his arm. And he said, let me go into my wife, into her bedroom. I don't have to spell it out for you. He's cleaned up. He's got dinner. He said, come on, we're going to have fun. Come on, amen. Now watch this. But her father stood in front of the door and would not permit him to go in. And he's standing there with a goofy grin and a goat under his arm. Watch this. It's truth now. Her father said, I really thought that you thoroughly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to your companion. In other words, I let her marry your friend. Is not her younger sister better than she? Please take her instead. And Samson said to them, Watch this. This time I shall be blameless. You started it. You started it. This time I shall be blameless regarding the Philistines if I harm them. And then Samson, watch this, went out and caught 300 foxes. I always thought this was a horrible story. 300 foxes. They kept his fox away from him. Come on now, amen. And he. That's good right there, wasn't it? Come on. 300 foxes. And he took torches and he turned the foxes' tails tail to tail and he put a torch between them, and between each pair of the tails. And when he had set the torches on fire, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines, into the harvest. Notice this into the standing grain of the Philistines and he burned up both the shocks and the standing grain as well as the vineyards and the olive groves. Now watch this, this is so, so important. You see, he came down to see his wife, they prevented him, they'd given his wife to somebody else, so he said, you started it. And so what does he do? He has to attack them in the very way they've attacked him. Now what does that have to do with turning 300 uh, fox is loose running throughout the harvest field. Here's what he said. He said, I was going into my wife to be a husband unto my wife, and my hope was that after I was a husband unto my wife, she would produce a harvest of a child for me. But because you took my harvest, now I have the right to take your harvest. And so he says, look, I'm standing on my rights. My goodness, I'm trying to behave. But what would happen if you stopped slinking around like a Christian, going, oh, I just wish i will get to glory. Maybe someday Jesus will let me slip in. But instead you say, I am a blood-bought child of a living God, and I'm tired of running, and I'm taking a stand on my rights. I am the child of the king. Watch this. Then the Philistines said, well, who has done this? And they answered, Samson, the son of, uh, son-in-law of the Timnite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. So the Philistines came to him and said, well, he started it. So they burned her and her father with fire. And Samson said to them, since you started it, I will now surely take revenge on you. And after that, I will cease. So he attacked them hip and thigh with a great slaughter. Then he went down and he dwelt in the cleft of the rock of Itam. Now, this is important to notice. Notice verse number nine very carefully with me. Now, the Philistine went up. Now, the principle is this. Where you attack me, that's where I can fight you back. For every one of you that the devil's tried to take out your life, I'm trying to give you a principle tonight to stand on. Now, watch this. They encamped themselves where? In... Judah. Where? Judah. Now, he has gone down and, and he has encamped, and the Philistines have now encamped themselves in Judah. This is important to notice because everywhere you see Judah in the scripture, it represents praise. Every time you see Judah in the scripture, it represents praise. So the enemy comes down and encamps themselves against the praise of the people of God encamps themselves in the land of Judah, and then it goes yet even a step further. It says not only were they in Judah, but they were in a very particular place in Judah. Where were they? They were in the place, watch this, and they set themselves themselves against Lahai. I want you to see that word. And they set themselves against Lahai. Say that word with me. I got half of you. Come on now, I want you to sound like those ladies about the goat. Now, are you ready? They set themselves against Lahai. Now, this is very important to understand what the Bible's trying to show you here because the enemy wanted to stop their praise, so he came down and he encamped himself. My goodness, I feel the Holy... I'm telling you, I feel a shift in this house right now. He encamps himself against the praise of God's people, and he knows the only way he can stop their praise is he has to shut up their mouth. You have to understand that lahi means jaw or mouth. So the enemy says... I can't stop your praise as long as it's still coming across your lips. But you let me get to you. I'll fight you in such a way because if I can shut off your praise, if I can close your mouth, you won't have the power to fight me anymore. Now, Pastor, I don't understand. You see, when all you do is sit around in your defeat going... The enemy, he can begin to attack you, and isolate you, and separate you. But the moment that you realize that it's the attack of the enemy, you need to look at him and say, devil, you started it. You thought you were gonna shut me down, but now you're never gonna shut me up because I'm opening up my mouth, and I'm gonna begin to declare the glory of my king. Because this is how I fight my battles. Some of you with me, let's try that again. I said, this is how I fight my battles. And the devil wants you to stop fighting your battles because if you'll shut your mouth, you will not only want praise, but then you'll stop praying. And if you stop praising and you stop praying, you'll lose your power. Is this truth? The mouth is where he deploys himself against. The mouth is where the enemy says, if I can stop you. You see, the problem is most of us, we let the enemy come in and stop our praise. Well, if God loved me, I wouldn't be going through this. No, what you need to find is the same kind of praise that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had, or Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael were their names of power. And you need to declare that, that, look, I don't need another chance. I don't need God to do that for me. What I need you to hear is whether I'm spared or not. He's still king. He's still God. He's still Lord. And that kind of praise brings victory to your life. Why don't you give him that kind of praise tonight? (laughs) Lift up your voices. Lift up your voices. The devil has stopped him long enough. (laughs) I will tell you in defense of my big brother that my mama would often say when he got through whipping me, If you had shut your mouth, he wouldn't have whipped you. And sometimes when you continue praising, the enemy's going to attack. But that's just like the Holy Ghost luring him into a trap. Come on now. Saying you don't understand. As long as they keep worshiping, not only are they going to reclaim where you've attacked them, but they're going to advance, and they're going further and further and further. Now, he attacked them in the place of Judah, the place of praise, and the place of Lahai. Say that with me, Lahai. It's important. And the men of Judah said, watch this, why have you come up against us? And so they answered, watch this now, we have come to arrest Samson to do to him what he has done to us. He started it. Say, you started it. Then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock at Etam. And they said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines rule over us? This is so important. What is it that you have done to us? And he said to them, They started it. They started it. Watch this. As they did to me, so I have done to them. You know, some of you are getting all spiritual going, well, that's not what he said. He said, as they did to me. No, no, I'm putting it in Southern for you. You started it. My goodness. But they said to him, well, we've come down to arrest you, that we may deliver you into the hand of the Philistines. Notice this wisdom of Samson. You don't always hear that said about Samson, but notice his wisdom. The reason he has wisdom is because he knows where he's standing and he's right. And he said to them, Watch this, swear to me that you will not kill me yourselves. Swear to me that you won't fight me. Can I tell you one of the reasons why God is moving in Dawsonville, Georgia? It's because we stopped fighting each other and we started praising together. Maybe I need to say that again because I don't know if you got that. Listen, what he says is this. You see, if the devil can't stop us praising, if he he can't stop us praising, then he will distract you by getting you to fighting and wondering about everybody else's motives. I told you I was going to help somebody tonight, and you don't know if you can really trust them. You know that you need them. You know that you love them, but you don't know that you can really trust them. And before long, the enemy has you against a brother, and when a brother is against a brother, you're no longer worried about whether or not you're going to praise, you're not, you're not praising anyways, because all you're doing is talking bad about each other in the form of a prayer request. Come on now. All you're doing is saying, well, I, you know what, maybe God's not over there. Maybe God's not in that water. Maybe God's not doing that. I tell you what, I don't know everything that God's going to do in this house, but this I do know, that where God's people dwell together in unity, it is pleasing unto the Lord. It is acceptable in his sight. And Samson said, You will not shut down my praise by making me, whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost, by making me uh, get to where I'm fighting you. And they said, Well, what are we gonna do? Because they had 3,000, so we'll we'll fight Samson. And Samson said, Stay with me, brothers. It's gonna be all right, because I know where I'm standing. You know what the Lord showed me a long time ago? You only argue what you don't know to be true. I just don't know about that baptism thing. Well, all I know is God healed my family. God is healing my community. God's changing lives. Fight about it all you want to, but I'm reaping rewards in Jesus' name. Now look what he says next. This is so, so important. Well, he said to them that, look, just don't kill me yourselves. So they spoke to him saying, no, but we will tie you securely. Come on now. Stop hindering other people and trying to hold them back. You'll never grow more than when you help somebody else succeed. They said, we will tie you securely securely. And we will deliver you into their hands, but we will surely not kill you. And watch this. And they bound him with... (laughs) This is Samson. They bound him. Can I tell you I should chuckle that way when the enemy's trying to bind you up? (laughs) That's a child of the king. Watch this now. And they bound him with two new ropes and they brought him up from the rock. Now notice this. When he came... To Lahai. Lahai means what? Mouth. Mouth. Watch this now. The Philistines came shouting against him. The minute they tried to shut him down, they started screaming out because the enemy wants you to either shut down or be distracted and the enemy will start hurling insults against you and against, them. that's what he does day and night, even yet in heavenly places. But thanks be to God, we have a mediator for that day and night goes before the Father for us and we don't have to worry about what the devil's reporting because all that he sees is washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on now, Amen. But watch this. And they started shouting against him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms, watch this now, if I could just find a battlefield. The ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire, and his bonds broke loose from his hands. Notice this now. They bring him all bound up. You know what the problem with religion is? People bring people all bound up and they leave more bound than when they got there. Oh, Pastor Don, you're being judgmental. I was just quoting Jesus. He said, you'll go to the ends of the earth, make them twice the sons of the evil. And come on now, watch this now. So the enemy thinks they got him. Oh, they got him tied up. They got the men of Judah behind him. Oh, I've never said this before. What they thought was his prevention of retreat was actually what God was lining up for his support. Now watch this. Oh, you are not alone. You are the righteous children of God. Now watch. The Bible says that the enemy tried to quiet him, but the moment he took his foot... And he stepped on the battlefield. Oh, to find the right battlefield. The moment he planted his feet on the battlefield, that the spirit of the most high God, who is represented by fire, Watch this now, represented by fire. Pastor Don, what does that have to do with the story of Samson? You're just trying to tie in the revival. No, I'm trying to quote the word. The Bible says that the moment he stepped on the battlefield, the enemy started screaming. And it doesn't matter how loud the enemy is screaming, because the moment he stepped on the battlefield, that the spirit of fire came upon him. And what had him bound, all of a sudden the Bible says, melted off of him like ash. It was burned off of him because of a supernatural anointing of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? They attacked him where? Lahive. Where? The principle is what? Where the enemy attacks me, that's where I have to fight. Now see, what you don't understand is, I'm not just talking in spiritual terms. I'm talking about when the devil thought he'd take your marriage, God will turn your marriage into being a resource for other marriages. When the devil thought you'd die an addict, you'll become somebody that'll walk others into freedom. And as God sets you free, when you thought you'd die a hypocrite, God will clean you out and clean you up and give you a place to declare that the Lord is good. But you can't fight each other but you have to stand on the principle. So, can I preach just a couple more minutes? (laughs) Where, because I'm going to anyways. (laughs) Watch this. So I have to fight the way the enemy attacked me. He tried to shut my mouth, so what do I have to do? The Bible says that Samson stepped onto the battlefield. What does he need at the battle of the mouth? He needs a, watch, you. I'm not teaching you good tonight. Watch, the principle is this, where you are attacked, that's how you have to fight to win your victory. Now watch this now. So where you're attacked in the mouth, you need to start opening your mouth. And you're going, Pastor Don, that's a really good analogy. But the problem is you miss the next scripture. The next scripture, he began to search. And all of a sudden, he looks over. And as he looks over, the Bible says that he found a mouth. And he lifts. Are you following me at all? He, He lifts up the jawbone of a donkey. Now I've always loved. Oh, I tell you what, you better watch it. You better watch your head right there, brother. <laughs> I feel it coming on. <laughs> But all of a sudden, he steps on the battlefield. He's loosed by the anointing. Victory comes into his life, and he says, devil, you started it, but now you tried to divide my church, but now we're going to start fighting together as a church. You tried to divide our community, and now we're going to fight together as a community. You tried to destroy us, but we're standing on the principle of God's word. Where the enemy has attacked you, you shall turn it for your good. I don't care how many times. He tries to take you out. God says you will win by the blood of the Lamb. Why don't you give him some praise like he deserves? Let me teach you a little bit more Hebrew tonight. The Bible says that he starts fighting, and one falls, and two falls, three. See, the enemy thought, they were going to take him out, but instead a thousand fall before him. I love what the word says. I love what the word says. And when he's done, the Bible says they renamed the place. It's no longer Lahai. It is Ramath Lahai. Ramath, say it with me, Ramath Lahai. Why is that important? It is important because, watch this now. Before, it was the place where the enemy attacked him. Quite literally, when you pastor a church named War Hill, this is kind of a good point for you. But quite literally, it went from being the place where you were attacked to Ramoth Lahai. And Ramoth Lahai means this. It means jawbone hill. In other words... It went from the place of your attack to the place that people used to say something like, you know, War Hill's named after a famous battle. And so they go, you know what? Right over there is where the enemy thought they were going to take Samson out. But instead of taking him out because he stood on the principles of God, because he kept fighting, because he kept believing, because he honored God's word, and he stood before the Lord. Now that is a place that people declare, look over there. That's where he won the victory. Look over there. There's still going. Look over there. The devil thought he was going to destroy their marriage, but they're still married. They're still preaching. They're still worshiping. They're still coming through. And then finally, Scripture says he's exhausted. And he drops the jawbone and he falls before the Lord and he lifts his voice and he says living God they attacked me you gave me the victory but I am so tired I'm so weary I don't know see this is some of you tired in the 81st week Watch this. That's where you gave us victory. That's where he attacked me. But God, shall I know now grow weary and faint and die? And the Bible says, now watch this. This is so important. That in the place of Lahai, in the place of Lahai, now watch this. That it was there, and Lahai means what? Mouth. mouth. It was there that water started to flow from the mouth, from the jawbone of Lahai. It says, from Lahai, the water sprung out of the ground. Now, watch this. Where the enemy had attacked him. Where God delivered him, he falls to his knees and he says, This shall now be called in Now that's kind of a neat word to say. In Would you say it with me? In Somebody afraid you're gonna say it. Just roll your R. In Which means this the place or the spring. For which I prayed. Now, watch. The enemy attacked me, but God gave me victory. And it has become the place of my testimony. Why are we watching videos? Because where the enemy took her hearing, God has brought her victory when she declared her hearing. And now her testimony not
5: only refreshes her, but it refreshes others.
7: And so I ask you tonight, where are you? Are you under attack? Are you ready for victory? Are you ready for a testimony? Are you ready... For a breakthrough. What do you need? You need a power principle to stand on. And oh, if we just had a battlefield. I mean, if we just had a battlefield of fire, if we just had a place where God is moving. And things are melting off of people. If we just had a place that is creating testimony after testimony after testimony. Am I making sense to anybody tonight? If we just had a place. Come here, Pastor David. You're young enough to run up here. I give him a hard time. He's like eight months younger than me, but everybody thinks he's 20 years younger than me. (laughs) I've been praying that supernatural follicle transfer will happen in Jesus' name. (laughs) If we just had a place to where people could step on the battlefield and what has held them back where it's going to be burned off of them in the fire. I want you to watch the three components we have here. We have, now watch this, a need that leads to the water because somebody encountered the fire. If we just had a battlefield, could you hold that for me just a second? If we just. Hey, will you bring me that? better get you some help. Somebody get in there with him. Somebody get in there with him. Come on. Hurry up, help him. Listen to me. If we just had a place that you could feel whatever has you bound burning off of you. If we just had a place of victory if we just had the water if we just had the fire somebody
4: could find a new testimony
7: wish you could feel what I feel now got a helper yet? Do you know who hadn't been baptized yet? it's your turn
6: sir what is your name
7: my name is Don where are you from Dawsonville, Georgia I'm from right here and why are you in the water is what I feel melting off of me, I won't go.
0: This is how I find my best. This is how I find my best. This is how.
5: Don for this incredible word tonight. As the Lord is ministering to him, we're going to open up the baptismal waters tonight, and you're going to come to my right and to your left. Through this gate, Vince and Jerry are going to take care of you. You're going to come up these steps to my right, over to my extreme right and to left. If you'll begin to move that way right now, would you come whenever Vince you're ready we're gonna open it up you're gonna get a letter the same power that fell upon Pastor Don the same power that fell upon Blair the same power that fell upon that pastor in Louisiana is gonna to touch you tonight there's gonna to be victory for you tonight come from all over the building come from all over the building come right now you're gonna get a letter you're gonna get her letter come right now come in just a moment we're gonna have an altar call we're gonna to begin to pray for people altar team will you come and would you come quickly and you're going to be identified by a badge in just a moment you're going to receive prayer from those only receive prayer from those that have a badge those that only have a badge please if they don't have a badge for you or badge on them they're not allowed to pray for people tonight D, E, F G, wherever it is, just get your letter. We're gonna accommodate you as quickly as we possibly can. Praise the Lord. Come, come tonight, come, receive your baptism tonight. Your miracle, your healing, your deliverance, your breakthrough, your praise. is wonderful. Come, come. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. to 2 ready here at the front if you need prayer for anything as we're waiting for our team to transition and those that are ready to be baptized It's not too late to come Time or not.